Warriors, we are back with our ninth audio training. This is the second to last audio training of the season. Uh, the tenth will be our last. We'll take a two-week break, and then we'll come back uh, after that two-week break. Uh, now, today what we wanted to do for our training was to answer some feedback uh, that we've been getting uh, from you, the group leaders. Um, and one of the questions that we've gotten is, uh, how do you get people to talk? Like, how do you just get people to, like, say things in your group? Because sometimes... You'll ask a question and it's just crickets chirping. And so Pastor Sarah and I thought that we would go ahead and both answer this question. Uh, so Pastor Sarah, what are some of your thoughts on this subject? Sure, and I'm sure all of us has experienced something like that. I think one thing that's really important that we need to do is set expectations. I know this sounds very elementary, but you know, even um, before you begin the discussion, you can say something like, you know, I really want to learn more about you guys. And when you share, it allows us to know what's in your heart. So, um, so I encourage you to share. So even setting that kind of expectation um, allows the people to know that this is a safe space and that the reason for them sharing is so that we can get to know each other. Yeah, that's good. Um, another thing that I would encourage it, the CG leaders to do is ask follow-up questions. And these questions are there not so that you can get the right answers from them, but actually because you're curious to know more about them. Mm. So if somebody has shared an answer about, you know, a biblical uh, question, um, just ask them, like, oh, can you share what allowed you to come to that conclusion? And then, you know, have them share. And then if you want to continue, you can ask other people, do other people feel that same way or do they disagree? Do you disagree? So things like that, asking questions to show that you're really curious about their thought process, maybe even their experiences, and maybe what's going on in their hearts. Yeah, and it's great, especially for one-word answers. Like you ask, hey, how are you doing today? And they say, good. Well, you say, well, explain. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can see, like, what happened this week that made you, you know, say it was good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and I think another great thing uh, that you were sharing with me right before we started recording was you were saying you can even open up these questions to other group members. Right. Um, uh, you know, if that person is, is stumped. And so opening up that question even further is uh, another good idea. Uh, well, you know, for me, um, I, I thought of really two things. Uh, the first thing is um, I, I like to be a little bit blunt, and so sometimes I'll just pick people. I'll, I'll just say, hey, uh, Johnny Boy, what do you think about this particular subject, you know? Uh, hey, Susie, uh, what do you think? And, and I'll just kind of uh, make sure people uh, answer. Uh, another thing that I'll often do is I'll I'll just say, hey, you know what, before we answer this question, I would actually like everyone in the group to answer. And so we're just going to go around in a circle and have everyone share on this particular question. Uh, the, the last thing for me would just be uh, be vulnerable yourself, I think, um, uh, and also having a co-leader who can be vulnerable with you. Um, I think this is where your co-leader can come in uh, really uh, handy. Um, so if you ask a question, not only sharing vulnerably yourself, but also having your co-leader maybe share vulnerably. Uh, that way it kind of sets a tone and uh, sets a precedence for what you expect from everyone else in the group. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's okay if it's silent. You know, it's yeah. okay if it's silent because people have very um, different ways of processing things and it just takes them a longer time to maybe answer a question. So for our CG, what we do is we actually send out the CG questions a week in advance so that people can look at it and look at the questions and um, think about them so that when they're there, it's not the first time reading the questions, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great, great reminder. I think for me, uh, I'll often, I'm a talker, so I'll, I'll fill the, the space because <laughs> it's, it's empty. But, right. um, you know, I think, I think Pastor Sarah is, uh, is much better at this stuff, and I think she's right 
uh, really being able to allow silence is um, yeah, probably a really, really good key to having a great small group. So, all right, well, that's it for our training portion today. Uh, let's, let's go into our Bible. Now, uh, last week we started something a little bit different where we uh, started using the same passage as a sermon. And we started doing this uh, because of some feedback that we got. And so this week we're doing the same thing, same passage uh, as a sermon. And um, we, we're just hoping for feedback. So if this is going well with your groups, please give us some encouragements. Let us know. If this is not working for your groups, please give us some feedback. Let us know. We would like to make the appropriate adjustments so that your groups can flourish. Okay. Uh, well, this week we're focusing in on Philippians chapter 3, uh, verses 12, all the way to chapter 4, verses 1. And uh, in this week's sermon, I'm going to be focusing in on this aspect of maturity. How do we become mature people? Um, and, and Paul really gives us uh, one sort of big uh, thing to think about, which, he's, which he says is that maturity actually comes by not actually thinking you're mature. It comes when you actually understand that you're not a mature person and you begin to humble yourself and you begin to strive, you begin to strain as if you are not mature and therefore uh, learning, uh, sitting humbly before other people's feet, uh, really striving after, after Jesus as if you have not reached the mm -hmm. end goal. So that's what we're going to be focusing in on the sermon. And so, uh, uh, you know, in the sermon, I'm not going to take a lot of time. I will address it, but I'm not going to take a lot of time uh, for verses um, uh, 18 all the way to the end of chapter 4, verse 1. And so I think in our discussion questions, we're going to focus much more uh, on the citizens of heaven and the enemies of the cross of Christ. Uh, Pastor Sarah, do you want to uh, go ahead and, and, and walk us through some of these things? Yeah, I'll read the passage for you guys. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many, of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Yeah, so Pastor Sarah, do you want to uh, try to walk us through this a little bit? Like, what are the different aspects of being a citizen of heaven? Because I think the text gives us some really detailed clues on what it means to be a citizen of heaven, and then also what it means to be an enemy of the cross. Mm -hmm. Well, allow your uh, members to really look at the text, and it's all there. Um, as citizens of heaven, these are some aspects that you know you want your uh, members to get at. Um, citizens of heaven, we're not focused on the past. We're straining forward to something, right? Citizens of heaven, our prize is um, the upward call in Christ Jesus. Um, uh, citizens of heaven, uh, we... Um, follow the examples of Apostle Paul, Epaphroditus, and Timothy. These are the people that we imitate. And uh, citizens are, of heaven are people that are waiting for Jesus to come down. 
on the flip side, the enemies of the cross of Christ, their um, concern is uh, of the earthly things, right? Their God is their belly, their glory is in their shame, um, and, and their end is destruction. And so um, their end is completely different than ours. And so, you know, their God is their belly, meaning, you know, whatever their appetite, their fleshly appetite, whether it be, you know, um, greed or whether it be even the food that we eat, right? Their, that's their God, meaning that's what they worship, that's mm -hmm. what they live for. Um, and they glory in their shame, meaning they're not uh, ashamed of the wrong things that they do, right? And so they're actually proud of it. And so these are the things that mark um, the enemies of the cross of Christ. Yeah, when I think of that term glory in their shame, I think of, um, you know, I, I apologize if this is uh, imagery that you may have come across, but I think of that frat boy who mm. is getting drunk and just is glorying in that saying like wow look at me i can get so drunk i can drink this many beers and uh, that's how an enemy of the cross uh, sort of lives very right. very harsh but stark uh, image that paul gives us um okay well um the second question is is a little bit long but pastor sarah do you want to kind of explain to us what's what's going on here and what um what what should we know here going into this question um, so this question will talk mainly about what it means to be a citizen of heaven. And I wrote a little um, explanation about that. And I think a lot of Christians have this wrong idea that to be a citizen of heaven, our goal is heaven, right? And so, you know, we might have this, uh, I, I wrote down the different options. A is that, you know, at the end of life, our spirit will fly away and we'll be in heaven. And, you know, that's what our goal is. Or... Um, some might even think like, hey, we're going to be like an angel, right? And um, But I, I think what I want you guys to understand through what Paul, Apostle Paul says is that our hope is a physical resurrection of the body. So me, meaning the body that I have right now will be glorified, and that is our hope. And I think um, that is very clear um, when Apostle Paul talks about that, that our hope is a body that, without sin, but that is on this earth yeah 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 and so if you didn't get that the answer is c okay so <laughs> if you're confused uh it's c yeah and, and i think i think that's so right i mean i think um oftentimes we, yeah we think we're gonna fly away um but actually we're gonna be raised from the dead right and um when jesus is holding out his hands to thomas in the gospel of john and saying like hey touch my hands mm -hmm. look at the the nail pierced hands that you see that's that's us we're gonna right. be raised again yeah. yeah and it's i think the idea that you know yeah i'm gonna see you in heaven it, you know a lot of people talk about that but actually we're gonna be together on this earth mm -hmm. you know not just yeah. like far away but here yeah. on this earth yeah 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 um all right so that leads us into the third question which is in revelation 21 the heavenly city comes down to earth this is our future hope not flying away to another dimension is this biblical truth new or familiar to you is this something that uh, you didn't really know that was, you know, you actually thought you were going to be some disembodied spirit. Um, and so give your group some time to really reflect on that. Yeah. Um, I think it's so important for them to reflect on it. I mean, is this concept new to you? Yeah, oh. you know, I think growing up, you always hear, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to go to heaven, mm -hmm. right? And so that's where it stops. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I can't wait to get, get to heaven. But actually, that's only partial. Yes, our spirit will be with the, in the presence of the Lord. But ultimate, our goal our telos, right, mm -hmm. which you will talk about in your sermon, is that we will actually come down with a physical body. And so um, it is actually a very, it just cha changes your paradigm in terms yeah. of how you look at the world. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and I think another way of thinking about it is earth will become heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we will go to heaven in some sense, but right. it's not this other dimension right. somewhere else. Right. Okay, well, if this is our future hope, Pastor Sarah, um, how does it change the way we live today? Like, how does this piece of theology actually affect us? Right. I think it changes everything from, you know, the way you throw out your trash mm. to... Um, looking at the injustices in, in the world and mm. taking care of actual the na nature of this world um, mm -hmm. It really impacts everything that you do because you want to take care of your home yeah. Right, and yeah. so um, even the work that you do you value it because you know that it is benefiting the world that you will live in Yeah, yeah, you know sometimes I wonder if resurrection of the bodies are hope Am I going to be overweight when I'm resurrected <laughs> from, from the dead? Is that going to happen? Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, Jesus had the, the scars on his hand. Am I going to have my, you know. Um, anyhow, that's a. Well, let's move into our prayer requests. Um, Pastor Sarah, what, what should we be praying for this um, week? Yeah, if you guys could take some time to pray. Uh, just a prayer of thanksgiving for Nathan and Sarah Yu. They gave Yay. birth to a healthy baby Jonah, and he's, um, according to Nathan, he's pooping and eating really well. Yes. And so just take some time to just praise the Lord for that. Um, and then if you guys could pray for our East Asian missionary that we support, um, because of the coronavirus, all of his missionary work has halted. So mm. please pray that the Lord will, you know, um, allow people to come up with a, uh, yeah cure for that yeah, yeah yeah just pray that yeah god would have all of that subside so he can right. begin his missionary work yeah. Yeah. and also for a last thing uh, if you guys could start praying for the 40-day campaign we're going to be really focusing on community and what that looks like as um yeah the redeemed people so mm -hmm. if you could start praying for that yeah okay well let's take a moment now to pray for those things Father, we want to thank you um, for all of your gifts. Uh, God, we know that this virus is quite nasty and it's uh, bringing a lot of anxiety and fear even here in the States. But Lord, we pray that you would remove that virus, that you would open up um, just a way for our missionary in East Asia to begin his kingdom work again. And Lord, we pray that um, during the 40-day campaign that's coming up, uh, we pray that your hand uh, would be over it, really injecting the energy and the 
um, uh, the vigor of God that we need to continuously be uh, a united community. Um, and Lord, we also just want to give you praise and thanksgiving for all that you're doing in our community, especially for the birth of Jonah and just the health and vitality uh, that that family is currently experiencing. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it. We just have a few announcements. Um, again, our makeup training, if you missed the training, uh, our makeup mandatory training is on Saturday, February 15th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So please even if your co-leader went to the training but you did not you still have to attend second announcement is we have a marriage refresher on saturday february 22nd starting at 6 p.m so if you'd like to register for that or um uh, you know have your group if a member of your group wants to register for that they can visit our website uh, at our events page and then we have a women's q a on february 8th at 10 a.m um and they're just going to be reflecting on 2019 and then also looking forward to 2020 and the hope that we have in Christ. And so if you're a woman and you're looking forward to um, women to connect with, please uh, make sure to attend that. Uh, well, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.